Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Montreal Canadiens. We are joined by Jared Book, who is Deputy Managing Editor of Habs, colon, Eyes on the Prize. Is there a colon in that? Or did I just add it? I think you just added it. But that's I just okay. added it? I feel like there should be one there. It feels right. I like punctuation, though, so I might be biased. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's not a great name, let's be honest here. Well, you know, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the, the SB Nation blogs are kind of hilariously named. And yes. Eyes on the Prize is one of the less embarrassing ones, if we're being perfectly honest. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> so very you, fair. That's fair yeah. enough. So, yeah. Welcome, Jared, to Checking Out the Competition. We're going to talk a little me. bit. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens, who we have not yet played. Um, so far, just taking a look at the standings here, the Canadiens are 8-5-2, second in the wild card race right now, which of course means a ton at the beginning of November, but it's there anyway. Um, just kind of generally, how are you feeling about the way the Habs have been performing so far? It's interesting, because they have the same record through 15 games as they did a year ago. But it feels different. Uh, obviously, the expectations are a little bit higher than they were last year after missing the playoffs by, you know, a couple of points. But it, it's been kind of an up and down year uh, for the team. They've beaten really good teams and they've lost two really bad teams. So uh, <laughs> they, they probably should be right about where they are right now. But things are trending up. They're just coming off a win against Boston, which is obviously one of the top teams in the league, if not the mm-hmm. top team in the league. So things are, are going well, and I feel like the things that are going wrong right now are things that could improve rather easily. So it's uh, it's cautious optimism, I would say. Okay. It's always good to have the cautious in front of the optimism as hockey fans, because we know how quickly things can go terribly. <laughs> <laughs> um, to get into the team a little bit, I'm surprised to see... Um, I want to talk a little bit about Victor Mete. A little bit. Um, He has been one of the guys that seems to be making a bit of noise for the Canadians. You guys have an article on the site that I was reading that he his offense has been kind of a a little bit surprising, surprisingly good. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you you know, you're talking about a guy who you know went 120 odd games without scoring a goal in his Mm -hmm. NHL career, and he has three so far this season, two in one game against Boston. You know, all of his goals have come in the last, you know, four games. As, uh, or no, sorry, a little bit more than that. But, you know, he's he's always had a a way to skate, and he's always been a, a good skater. And, you know, you think that points should come a little bit faster, and so to see him getting results is is what's important. I mean, if you go through, you know, last two years, you're going to see you know great saves by goaltenders and things like that, and and just goals that weren't going in and now they're starting to go in which is a great thing when he's playing about 20 minutes a game <laughs> you, you want to see some mm-hmm. offense from him another guy that i wanted to touch on a little bit is um jesper kotkaniemi did i get that jesperi kotkaniemi yeah, yeah. yeah. okay Kotkaniemi. terrible with the finish names they're so hard <laughs> um so just kind of i was a little bit interested because it doesn't seem like he's doing super well right now. Um, not only on the score sheet, but also the underlying numbers aren't super great for him to start the season. And this kid was like obviously super highly touted and you know was meant to be a very important player for the Habs going forward. Um, are you guys disappointed in the way he's been playing, or is this just like a sophomore slump kind of thing? Or am I completely misinterpreting these numbers? <laughs> no, it's it's not great. 
and there are fans who are concerned that he hasn't seen uh, an increase in his his numbers from a year ago. Mm-hmm. He is only 19, yeah. you know, and he's he's been out with a groin injury as well, and it, it's not really known how much that was affecting his play. You know, he has two goals on the year, both scored on the road, and last year he went the whole year without scoring on the road. So it, it, it's it's kind of good in, in that sense, but. The way things are going with Montreal is that they they're, they're really a four line team, and the the offense is spread throughout the four lines. And the way things are going is that they they just have some guys who are slumping, you know. And and Kotkaniemi happens to be playing with a couple of those guys, you know. He was playing at the beginning of the year with Jonathan Drouin and Yoel Armia, and now those guys are playing with Max Domi, and he's playing with he was playing with guys like Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkinen, who who has been struggling a little bit before he got hurt. So I, I don't think there's much cause to concern. I mean, obviously you want to see him take the next step, but you know, if you compare his numbers in his first two years to a guy like Alexander Barkov, they're, they're quite similar. So there's, you know, you would like to see him do more, but as long as guys like, you know, Philip Deneau and Max Domi pick up the slack, it's not mm-hmm. really hurting the team any uh, at this point. So I'm glad you brought up, Philip Deneau, because um, he's another guy that Habs fans seem to be excited about. Um, again, looking at your site, this article about how they played against the, how he specifically played against the Bruins yeah. and did well shutting down their ridiculously good top line. Um, did you expect him to be so good this season, or has this come out of nowhere? No, he's been really good the last couple of years. And, and last year, about probably about a quarter of the way through the year, Claude Julien put you know, the no with Thomas Tatar and Brendan Gallagher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are two, obviously Gallagher has a reputation of his own. Tatar, you know, had his reputation kind of hurt a little bit from his time in Vegas from when he was Detroit before that. And you wouldn't expect them to be one of the best lines, even strength in hockey. But last year they were, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were, they were on the, you know, they were on the ice for 67% uh, of the goals scored um, when they were on the ice were for the Canadians. And that's a crazy, you know, ratio. If you look at, you know, other top lines throughout the league, like Boston's line um, of Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak, if you look at Colorado's line last year of Landeskog with McKinnon and Rantanen, they 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 scored, you know, maybe as much or, or more than that line, but they also gave up a lot more mm-hmm. goals. And, and Philip Deneau has gotten a reputation uh, in Montreal, and it's starting to to creep out a little bit into the rest of the NHL of being the next best, you know, defensive center. And he got a first place vote for the Selkie that didn't even come from Montreal uh, last year as well. So he's starting to get that reputation of, of really being a shutdown guy. And they've, they've been really good. You know, they they might not put up the points that you'd like to see from a top line or that you do see from a top line, but the way that they can go out against top lines and shut them down is really their calling card. And I think it's starting to, become evident in their play against uh, that top line in Boston mm-hmm. on, on Tuesday was really uh, the tip of the iceberg because they shut them down like nobody else has this year. Yeah, it's hard to stop those guys. So it's an impressive feat when it's done. <laughs> yeah. um, if you had to identify kind of the best thing that the Habs are doing right now, maybe it's a line, um, maybe it's, you know, one of the power play units, a defensive pair. What would you say is the best thing going for the Canadians right now? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, I, I would have to say, uh, I would have to say that the, the, just the overall speed and, and the depth of the forward lines. 
you know, you look at Montreal's team, and I don't know how, you know, fans of other teams see it, but it, it doesn't come out and jump out at saying, oh, wow, this is a really deep team with four good lines. But the, the thing is with Montreal, and the thing that's that's been part of their success this season is that any given time, one of their lines can be offensively gifted and, and score some goals. And the 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 mentality of this team is rolling four lines and... They're a really good third period team this year because they're going to be fresh, and and I think that's really the strength of this team is that, you know, one through twelve, their forward depth is is, you know, I I would put it up against any team in the league in terms of just their one through twelve, and obviously, the top end, it doesn't have that you know Ovechkin or Crosby or right. or or Matthews or or something, like, but in terms of just the the overall depth that they have. Uh, it's it's quite good, and that's really their calling card, and that's what's what's going to make them successful. Is that on any given night, any line can be dominant, uh, and and that's really um, what what's been their strength this season, and, and even last year to a certain degree. But I think this year it's even even more of a strength. So one of the interesting things that I found is that your team at five on five is taking a ton of shots from the left point. Um, is that one person shooting all those shots, or is this kind <laughs> of like a, a strategy that's going on here? I I don't know if it's really a a strategy. Uh, you, you know, the left side of the defense is not even their their strong side, right? Yeah. Uh, be, because obviously the right side has Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie, mm-hmm. and those are the guys you'd expect to shoot the puck. Uh, I I think that a, a lot of the the emphasis of this team is is speed and get the puck up ice, and I think part of that on the left side is that they just want to put the puck on net and and get a rebound or, or something yeah. like that. Okay. Um. I don't think it's really. I mean, I'm looking at the the stats now. Have you mentioned that? And I see like Ben Sherratt is eighth on the team in shots, and, and that's that's a little bit weird for me. But that's that's <laughs> that's where the left point would come from. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just the mentality of of getting the puck deep and and getting the puck on net. Uh, that's really something that's been emphasized the last couple of years. Okay, yeah, I just, I just wanted to ask because I was looking at hockey viz, and this is, I think, the first time <laughs> that I've seen such like a definitive red blob on one of the points, and I'm like, what? is going on there. So just wanted to ask about it. Um, okay, let's get to the actual game against the Flyers um, coming up here. Let me, who do you think would be an underrated player that Flyers fans might not have on their radar that you think would be an impactful player in this game? I think Philip Deneau is, is I mean, we yeah. just talked about him, so that's a little bit of a cop-out, but <laughs> I don't think people realize how how good he is. Uh, you know, when you think about number one centers, he doesn't really fit that profile mm-hmm. as much as some other guys do. You know, you look at the team and you probably think, oh, Max Domi is the number one center uh, in terms of offense. And, that you know, he is. But but Philip Deneau is someone who is is really underrated. And he's he's one of those guys where, you know, you watch him on a regular basis or you watch him. And he just doesn't get caught. He doesn't get caught. And that's it, it's it's one of those things where he's so good at what he does. And it, but it's not things that make a lot of noise or show up on highlight packages and, and things like that. So I, I think him, but you know, you want to talk about somebody who's, who's a little bit maybe under the radar. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Yoel Armia. Uh, you know, he's a, a guy who came over from Winnipeg and really was a cap, a cap dump for, for the jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the player that they got ended up being bought out by the jets anyway. So uh, it, it's one of those things where he came in, he was a fourth line guy to, to start the season last year. And, you know, now he's on the second line with, with Max Domi and Jonathan Drouin. He has six goals. And, you know, I, I don't think many Canadian fans expect that to continue. But but I think that his his skills 
are are more than than you would expect. And you know, he's a guy who was a first round pick of the Sabers uh, when he was drafted as well. So uh, I just think, like, going back to what I said before, about one to twelve, I, I just feel like as a group they're they're better than than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's that's really what the the strength of this team is. So I, I think there's a lot of guys that might surprise fans of other teams when they come into the building and and, and play the, the that their team. How's our old pal Jordan Wheel doing? Is he doing well? <laughs> we, you know, we we love Jordan Wheel. Um, we liked him here too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I was glad that he got a spot someplace. Well, I mean, when when he was a, he was acquired for for a, basically an AHL player. You know, yeah, uh, right. Um, when when he came over from Arizona, and he came in, played fourth line minutes, and really, you know, turned around the fourth line. Montreal had a really tough time. Uh, getting that fourth line going last year. You know, they, they got Dale Weiss from the Flyers as well. Uh, he was tried out for a couple of games in that spot. So it, it's really one of those things where Wheel came in and turned it around. And, you know, he kind of lost his spot this year because, you know, they got Nick Cousins, yeah. uh, who's a, a, obviously another former Flyer. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and somebody who can, you know, play that that kind of role as well. They They have... Nick Suzuki, who who made the team and and kind of took up a forward spot as well, and and Wheels kind of the the odd man out, but he's a guy who I would have no problem putting on a third line, you know, a second line in a pinch, uh, or or a fourth line. He he kind of fits in. He he's you know when he plays, he's on the power play, just because he's so good at getting the puck in the zone with control, and you know I I think he's he's an NHL player. It's just he's he's number thirteen on a team with with thirteen really good forwards right now. Right. But no, we, we like him, and you know, we have one of our writers, or one of our analysts, that just you know, keeps on saying he's a top six player. He's a top six player. Put him <laughs> in the top six. A, a little bit of that is, is you know, a little bit of sarcasm, but uh, I, there's a lot to like about Jordan Wheel, and and I think that he sure. has a he's a spot in Montreal where he's appreciated for what he does. Um, maybe a little bit more than he was in, in Arizona where he came from, and Philadelphia maybe as well. Yeah. So speaking of old friends. <laughs> How bad is Christian Foline still? Is he still terrible? You know what? It, <laughs> he, he's it's funny because he I, I he's he's not a guy who really makes these like huge mistakes. Mm-hmm. And but he he doesn't really do anything either. Right. And, <laughs> he's just kind of there. And, and I mean, teams need that. I mean, he's probably the eighth defenseman on Montreal right now out of the eight on the roster. So he doesn't get that much playing time, but. You know what? He's he's fine. You know, he, he's he's the perfect guy to have, you know, on your team. And you know, we have a, a writer in, in in Sweden who spoke to him over the summer, mm-hmm. and he just seems to really understand, you know, his role, and and that's good at least. But yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of the opposite of of Jordan Wheel, where that you know Wheel you can kind of put him in the lineup, and you know, you you expect things to happen, and fully you know he had a couple of good games this year, but yeah, he he's. He's eighth out of eighth defenseman on, on this team. And, you know, if there's an injury on the day of a game or they want to rotate guys, he, he's there. But I, I wouldn't necessarily call him bad. He's just kind of there, if that makes you sense. You are much nicer than any Flyers fan would have been during his time with the Flyers. <laughs> we still have that many games, though. He only played five games this year. True, true. Yeah, he so was he, in all the time for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're depending on him, I, I could see where, where negative feelings could come from. But But he hasn't been in that spot in Montreal, at least. Okay, well, that's good for you. Um, so if you were working for the Flyers and you were scouting the Canadians and you were telling Elaine Vigneault how he goes about beating this team, how would you tell him to do it? 
Ask me, Shelteria. No. Um, <laughs> uh, no uh, That's not the strategy to be. Honest. Yeah. Um, honestly, I I think you have to attack the the the, the weak parts of of this defense. And you know, you talk about Shea Weber, and you talk about Ben Sherratt, and you talk about you know, guys like that. They're they're not really the the fastest guys, obviously. And mm-hmm. the if you attack Montreal with with speed, especially on the back end, or if you get the psycho game going and and get control. Uh, they're they're a team that that struggles with that. You know, that you you keep Montreal. If Montreal can skate, they're going to win games. So the the key to playing against Montreal is to kind of shut them down and, and stifle their speed, because they they seem to panic when the neutral down zone is shut down a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I would say to to attack Montreal is is you know use your speed kind of against them, and and try and you know beat the weak links of this team because you know on on a whole it, it's it's a pretty deep team but the, there are places you can exploit them especially you know in philadelphia when they have last change that that you can exploit this team it, it's not perfect so yeah. a, a good team can expose them so i'm assuming we're gonna see uh carry price given that you had a day off between the boston game and the philly game and then another day off before you guys take on la um he seems to be at right now his numbers are kind of like on the low end of average um do you guys worry about Carey price or is this team okay as long as he can just be good he doesn't need yeah. to be lights out he, he doesn't have to be lights out and and you know this is coming from you know when michelle terrian was the coach of the canadians he had to be lights out right because he was being tested a lot and and luckily for them he was lights out most of that time <laughs> under terrian he doesn't have to be that good. And obviously you look at his salary and, you know, a lot of Montreal fans look at his salary and you expect him to be the best goalie in the world. And, but he doesn't have to be. And and you just want to take away the bad points. And, you know, he, against Boston, he led in some really bad goals. And that's just very unpriced like mm-hmm. Montreal has, has been, their defensive zone coverage has not been great. Their penalty killing has not been great. A lot of the goals that Price has given up have not been his fault. But you want to see him limit the ones that are his fault, right. and 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 you know those don't happen every game. They don't happen often, but they happen enough where you want to see that that taken away. And do do I have concerns? No, but it, it's verging on that. Uh, it, it, I I worry a little bit more when I see a shot go towards the net than I did maybe you know two three four years ago, and I I think that they'll be okay. Um, I, you know, earlier I alluded to kind of the ability to fix things that are going badly right now. That's one of them. Is that? But he doesn't have to be one of the best goalie in the league. He doesn't have to be a Vesna candidate, and he can be, but he doesn't have to be for this team. He just has to be okay. You know, look at the goals. Montreal is one of the top scoring teams in the league this year, which might surprise a lot of people. So they don't need him to be outstanding, but you you want to try and hold the other team to you know less than three goals and and right now he's not doing that every night which is not great yeah he wasn't super great in the boston game i think i read no. yeah no, I um okay so are there any flyers that you look forward to seeing when our two teams play each other it's a good question um I, i'm looking forward to seeing michelle terry again in, in some strange way uh no i get that you know, it, it, it's it's funny because uh i, I mentioned on, on on twitter earlier but out of the the coaches on the, on the two teams, 
it, it covers the 16 of the last 22 years of Montreal Canadiens coaches. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Going back to 97. So Vigneault was the coach in 97, then it went to Terrien, then it went to Julien, then it went to you know Guy Carboneau and Jacques Martin, then it went back to Terrien, and then it went back to um, Claude Julien. So it, it's funny, it covers a, a very wide range of, of coaches uh, for the Canadians. So there's a lot of familiar faces. Uh, I think at one point, I think even Vigneault and, and Julien and Terrien all you know, worked together at a certain point as well in the organization. But yeah, it's funny because and Claude Julien replaced Terry twice as head coach of the, the Canadians, which is I, I don't know. There's not many coaches that, that or things that, coaches that can say that where they yeah. replace the same guy with the same team twice. Uh, but but that's the history they have. But no, I mean I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a little bit of Drew Faraby. Um, okay. Obviously, he's um, he's a guy that we we watched a lot, you know, between World Juniors and. And things like that. Obviously, he's played with Cole Caulfield, which which Montreal fans focused a lot on. I uh, played a little bit with Ryan Paling as well. So, yeah, th- those that's that's somebody who um, is. Well, they also have Tyler Pitlick, whose brother is also part of the Canadians organization, oh. um, as well. So, yeah, there. You know, the Flyers are are a fun team um, where you know there's there's a lot of guys there who um, have connections either to to the Montreal area or to uh, Quebec as a whole, and so. Yeah, it's always fun. I mean, Claude Giroux is one of the best players in the league as well. So it's always fun to watch him. You just hope that they don't do too well uh, against Montreal, obviously. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because there's quite a lot of Flyers fans who don't realize that Claude Giroux is one of the best players in the league. So it's good to – got to hammer We, we all have those Jonathan. fans, don't we? Yeah, yeah. There's no shortage of them, unfortunately. <laughs> so the final thing that I will ask you is for a shot-in-the-dark prediction of how you think this game is going to end up. Just give me a score. Oh, Let's say I'm gonna go with four three. Let's say four three Montreal. Four three Montreal. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not completely confident on that. Um, probably overtime. I, I can see this going to overtime. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. I can see that too. Uh, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if if it's a one goal game either way. Uh, I just feel like that's the that's the way things are going <laughs> right okay. about now. I'm gonna say. 3-1 Flyers because I feel like Carter Hart's getting his groove back and I think he might he might put up a good one against Montreal. So I'm going to say 3-1 Flyers. That's where I'm going. I'm never right. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so feel confident about that. I, I, feel, I feel like Carter Hart had a really bad game against Montreal last year, I, I he, think. I believe uh, he did. That yeah. might have been one of the stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he, yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. You know, the be. Flyers are, are going to be better than they were last year, I think. I guess they're, they they can't be worse, right? I was gonna say, listen, it's a it's a low bar, but I too think that they will clear it, and that's important. Progress upward. That's what we need, all of us, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right, so that's all I have for you, Jared. Thank you so much for doing this. This was fantastic. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, lots of fun. All right, so we've got Flyers, Habs, seven p.m. Thursday evening. Enjoy the game. Go Flyers. <laughs>